The Sunday Sit Down on Algoa FM. Hayley Steinfeld and Anderson Park. Anderson Park is also half of Silk Sonic, along with, uh, what's his name again? Help me. Bruno Mars. There we go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> they said he was useless. The song is called Coast, a newish addition to the Algoa FM playlist, getting us to just after half past 12. The other voice is that of um, Cornelius Poissart. That is your real name, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're the only one that says it. <laughs> what, correctly? Correctly. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit weird. It's French, isn't it? It's French, yeah. Okay. Poissart. Uh, is it is it technically Poisson? It would be. Well, the, I, I, the T's I, aren't pronounced. I, I've been told that by my father. And my father's Afrikaans, so I wouldn't uh, wouldn't know. But uh, yeah. also wouldn't Afri- uh, contradict an Afrikaans dad much. Exactly. Uh, historically. Yeah, a police officer. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Okay, no. <laughs> so uh, I thought for a little bit of fun for the last mm. Sunday sit down, we would talk to you because you are mostly behind the scenes, but responsible for an eye-watering amount of output. And I'm not doing that to, to flatter. I mean, I, I see. Um, and you and I have this neat trade-off um, in the, on the second floor. We do, yes. <laughs> where we both make our, one another's lives easier. But I, yeah, I, I have a great deal of respect. I, re- I really, really do. But to start at the beginning, where are you from? Listen, I am on it. Um, and I think before uh, we start, uh, I just want, uh, maybe I must check with you. Are you sure this is how you want to go out? <laughs> I, I have some Yeezy's number. We could, we could make it a little bit more exciting. No, but, Ooh, but let's not yeah. add that curveball. No, no, it's, 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 it's great to be here. Thanks, y'all. Um, where did it start? Uh, I was born and raised for the first few years of my life in East London. Okay. Yeah, I moved here. My mother was a nurse. My father was a policeman, as I've said. So I come from, you know, a government in employee household. Uh, so same because my mom was also a retired nursing sister, and my dad was in government admin. And I'd like to think that that's where the work ethic came from. <laughs> well, um, well, we 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 saw hardworking people, uh, but being slightly lazy ourselves, um, we we figured out the the quickest, easiest way to do most things that, that we need to do. We did, yes, yes. <laughs> Work smart, not hard. That 100%. <laughs> um, so we ended up moving to then Port Elizabeth, and um, and and the rest is history, you know. I, I don't remember much of my schooling career. It, it was... Not something that interests you, interest no, you particularly? No, no. It, 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 it's funny like that, um, because it, it is a bit of a blur. And I said to Lee the other day, we were talking about it, I said, there's a, there's a big chunk of my schooling history that I don't really remember and that might just be how quickly things have moved on from there um, to college to all the things that I've been involved with to the live scene and now back into radio so um, my history for me starts when I when I left school when okay. I left school yeah in 2000 so uh, shut up um, <laughs> so towards the end of school when even even before that people are asking you the question and you're asking yourself the question what's next mm. uh, in other words I have interests um, I have shown some kind of skill or something in, in a field or two yes. but how, well, how did you decide yeah, well this is the thing I mean when I left school it was what what we'd like to call the technological boom. True. Um, so everyone was doing something with regards to IT. Yeah. IT was the thing. Go and study IT. So I said, all right, that's fine. I'll do what everyone else is doing. Um, did a, a year of IT. But in school, the one thing I do remember about school is I dropped economics and accountancy. Uh-huh. Purely for the numbers. Okay. okay? I, I, I'm, I'm not a numbers guy. I'm That's a facts weird, and a data guy. What you but, do but not, yeah, but not, but not a numbers guy. 
get to college and it's two of the main subjects. So, so um, you're playing the catch-up game, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. I ended up leaving college mm. because I got an offer to be part of a recording studio, which was my passion at the time. Because m- when I was at school, I was a musician. I was playing. I was touring on what some instrument? sessions. At that time, drums. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Billy Paulson? Yes. Billy Paulson's still around. More to this one via Skane. Yeah. The man... Um, his son, Wilton, I, I learned my drumming from Wilton, and Billy gave me an opportunity to play in his band. So I was doing, as a, as a youngster, I was playing at like Kakan Kaka in these places. And oh, wow. Yeah. So it's entirely possible. I saw you without knowing who you were. 100%. In, in short. 100%. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I did do a few little stints. But you know what? I was, I was, never, I was a musician, but I, I was never a really, really good musician because the more my career flourished in the recording industry i would work with session musos who are actually really, musicians really, really good. <laughs> yes so you'd you'd see them play and you'd be like you know what maybe your skills lie elsewhere uh, and i got into production because i got the opportunity to take over a recording studio that andrew grief was involved in right um, at that point in time which was a very successful recording studio called creative music and I was doing a lot of hip-hop artists, a lot of gospel stuff. Like, like when I say a lot of gospel, I'm talking Vuyo McQuenas, he's with Zarko, Christadelphians, across the board, a lot of gospel music. But it started tapering off and I had to find another way to sort of make more money. So I went into the live industry. And that's a whole other story as well because it really is. It, it, yes, because it's, it, Billy gave me my first break. The first concert I did was a Johnny Clegg concert. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. To throw you in the deep end, why don't to you? Throw me in the deep end, but it sucked me in, and I never looked back. I was I was in the live events for about fifteen, sixteen years. It's crazy, crazy, crazy hard work with insanely demanding hours. Why? Just why? Good question. Good question. There is something satisfying about seeing the end product. To be able to, if you're a creative, and you're stuck in a cubicle. In an eight to five, you go slowly mad. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's soul destroying. So for me, at that point in time, it it fulfilled me. Yes, it was long hours, and it was all fun and games until the family came along. <laughs> I've got a beautiful family now, but it 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 became harder because I started missing out a lot of my son's upbringing. Um, you know, you'd go away for two weeks to Africa, come back and. The child's lost a tooth and, yeah. you know, grown another one. <laughs> I, I believe, though, that you probably would have needed to get a permission slip from Caden um, to come here today because now that he's 13, he knows everything and he's ready to run the world. Yes. Oh, sure. <laughs> no, l- listen, uh, if, out of everything I've done wrong in my life, that little bundle of hormones is, <laughs> yeah. is one good thing. Yeah, turned 13 on, on Friday. And he knows everything about everything, but um, I love him to bits. And, and obviously, my wife, Lindsay, teacher at St. Mark's, yeah. has done a fantastic job in my absence <laughs> <laughs> during, right. during, the, during the events industry. Yeah. Okay. Um, just very quickly, it happens mm-hmm. that there must, be, there must have been many, many shows, hopefully, because you're good at what you do, where you were like, yes, this is working. This is magnificent. Yes. Yes. Is, is there one that stands out as a, wow, that was amazing. That went well. Everything was just like mm. as it should be. There, there's, there's so many. For me, it's, it's when, when an artist looks at you and appreciates what you're doing 
as an audio engineer, whether you're on monitors or whether you're on front of house. Okay. Um, because you've been there for two weeks beforehand, you've been oh. setting up, you you know, you haven't gone to the hotel to shower. They, <laughs> they rock up there fresh. But at any time when the sound is good, where the, when the mix is good and it's working and the artist appreciates what you're doing, that makes it all worthwhile. Standout Being shows... Being paid in dollars also helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They pay you in dollars in Africa, yeah. Uh, Standout shows, I, I was part of a very, very fantastic um, Michael W. Smith tour, uh, which was which was great from a, from a setup and a sound point of view. Most of the Viltsphere shows yeah, in the Eastern Cape have been fantastic. The Ebubuleni Festival is massive and so many fantastic artists... And, and the sound is great, you know. Well, it turns out somebody selected one for you. Jacques Arendt's uh, former colleague has just messaged to say Cornelius mixed Kurt Darren in 2008. And until today, Kurt still says Cornelius is the best. Let me tell you something about Jacques Arendt. Jacques is a legend. And yeah. I will be forever grateful to Jacques. Um, Jacques and myself go way back. And when I say way back, it's probably a good 20 odd years. Jacques actually helped me get this position where I am now. Oh. At Algoa, oh. yes, I had no idea. Yeah, okay. so we were we were we were obviously in contact because Jacques was involved um, with a lot of festivals, and we would we would talk to each other and message each other. And I was sort of at the end of my tether when it comes to events. I needed to to find something else, but at the same time, I was producing music, which you guys were playing. Stupid idiot! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what were we thinking? <laughs> and, and I appreciate that. Um, so. so what happened was Jacques had contacted me and said, listen, there's a position that's available. It's a, it's a breakfast producer position. I had been in radio, so I had the radio experience. He said, why don't you just give it a bash? And my meeting with Alfie was as simple as, you know, a question like, what is your experience with production? And I said, hey, you guys are actually playing one of my tracks that <laughs> I recorded with a, with a fantastic vocalist named Danny Roberts. Yes. Um, who said I must mention her name, <laughs> and and that was it. That, that was that was the end, and I've never looked back. It's been fantastic. It's been a fantastic six years. It, yeah, it is. I'm yeah. I, I was trying to put, put a date on it. Yeah. Mm. So yes, not little known fact because um, LHP Loophole Project, spelled quite weirdly, <laughs> is your producer <laughs> musician yes. name. Okay. Yes. So that's when you collaborate with an artist, and that's because I can't sing, <laughs> but also tune. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. If I if 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 I, I could sing, it'd be a different story. But um, it's easier for me to to find really good vocalists and 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 write the music for them. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that will that that is. I believe that I'm more of a of a songwriter than a musician. I can play a few instruments. Um, there's a lot that I would like to play better, but that's just how it is. But from a production point of view, from a music production point of view, I feel that that's where my skills lie best. And that has obviously translated to being a breakfast producer, which is less musical production, yeah. but it's more sort of fact people, and people data management. production and people management. Yeah, <laughs> Which we'll get to in a second. Yeah, um, so so that's that's been... Yeah, that's been my okay. journey up to now. So, of course, we spoke about a couple of highlights. Is there one gig that st stands out as the please just kill me right now? <gasps> sure. I do have one. I do have one. Yeah. It, it, it's not the whole gig. It's, right. one, it's one specific group, and I'm, I'm not going to, to, to name them. But it, it, it was just, 
it, nothing worked. Uh, and so at, like torturous. Yeah, it was torturous. And at that point in time, you know, when, when you when you don't get on with the artist, there's nothing you can do. Because I don't have a mic. Mm. And the artist has the mic. So the artist, you know And and can use that to and, their advantage and, and your disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. I, I do I do have those. Um you know, there's been a few times I've even done um, I've even done sound for for Jonas Gwanga, oh. who had a thing, and it wasn't it wasn't a th- he didn't it wasn't anything against the audio engineers. It was just a thing that he'd do halfway. He'd want to take a break, and he'd say, "No, no, no, we need to stop the show. We've got to fix something with the sound." And then the show would break, and everyone would be like, "What's, what's, what's happened? Wrong? Yeah, yeah. What's wrong? What's, <laughs> what do we need to change?" But it wasn't that. It was his way of taking a break, <laughs> which you know that's that's one of those things. Uh. I know another Afrikaans artist who runs backstage to fast track about 20 cigarettes uh, <laughs> <laughs> under, under a similar yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Yes, um, yes. banner. Right, so, so we were talking about so six years mm. with, with The Breakfast Show. Yes. Um, and it's been since the end of 2019 that it's been Wayne Lee and Charlie T. That's correct, yeah. Uh, right. Who's a better drummer, you you're, or Charlie? Oh, no. No, it's not even, it's not it's even, not even a competition. Close. No. Charlie, bless. I, I love Charlie too. Bits. <laughs> no, he can't. He can play drums. Unfortunately, drums is one of those things that I started out in. So yeah. I've, I've got a few more years on, on Charlie. Right. Uh, we did have a drum off. Mm. It is on the internet somewhere. And then, I mean, you could decide for yourself. You could have a, Got it. a listen and decide for yourself. Yeah. I, I know that it's probably not as close as, as many might like to think. Biggest diva of the three. Yo, you're gonna get me into trouble here. Biggest diva, but I suppose probably Wayne Hart. Yeah, e- everyone was going to go. It's Lee, isn't it? It's no, Lee, isn't it? But it's not. No, no. You know what? That for, for this Wayne Lee and Jolly T are my tribe. They really are. I love those guys to bits. Even, even though we we often want to smother Charlie with a pillow for yes, those horrible uh, puns. Yeah, but but they've they've all got, you know. And no, let me add myself into this. We've all got our own issues. Right. All right. So it's like group therapy for three group hours therapy. <laughs> on radio. But but I would I would say it like this: we we fit in like a puzzle. Uh, you know, the four of us. In that, there's things that Lee is really really good at that I'm terrible at, like admitting that I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and there's things that uh, uh, Charlie is good at that Wayne's maybe not good at. So we feed off each other and between charlie with all his years of radio history background he's he's the level-headed one you know who's what? always saying yeah oh, oh this is this Would is news not have no. Called that. <laughs> no no charlie's charlie's always he's always playing a devil's advocate when it comes to any sort of decision which is a which is a good thing and it's what we need you know all right we want to talk about a piece of content but guys do we really want to you know tackle uh. that and then you've got Lee who, f- from Lee, I've learned to, to I mean, she's probably taught me how to admit that I'm wrong. It's always been something I've struggled with. Right. <laughs> yeah. To, it's, it's super stubborn. And and Lee's taught me that. And she's she would say that she's my BFF. She probably is my, my BFF. I know there's a lot of other people out there saying, no, 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 you're not her BFF. Uh, Lee's uh, my BFF. But, but, but Lee, Lee strikes me, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, as, as the person from whom you are going to get an unfiltered, completely honest answer, even if you didn't, didn't like what was being said. Which is what I needed and I need. Okay. You know, and I think everyone needs that. In 2022, when we're being 
censored the way we've been censored. And when you have to watch what you say. Yeah. Because um, work. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Honesty is refreshing. Uh, it is refreshing because I'd, I'd rather have someone who's real around me so telling me where my failures are and my faults and um, giving me props for if, if something's gone right. And then I know it's from a place of, of honesty. Hmm. you know. And then you've got Wayne who's also so passionate about radio. Wayne knows this business. And the two of you have the, the production thing in common. Yes. So when it comes yes. to rolling out the show, I imagine you and he are talking the same language and dovetailing everything so that it rolls out as smoothly as possible. 100%. Whilst yep. still being group therapy and quite human. That's it. That's it. And it's tough. It's tough. I mean, you would know in radio, it's you're, you're always got to be on your game. You always have to be on time. Always have to be on time. And that is a problem in the morning as well. Um, I still haven't learned how to get up on time. But this is it. it is part of the game. And I believe we're at the strongest we've ever been as a team. Mm. Definitely. Hmm. And um, with time running out really quickly, I want to say thanks for popping in, for giving us a little insight. I was really hoping for a little more dirt, but I understand you still have to work with them tomorrow <laughs> um, on something quite um, specific. Uh, yes, I've been, I've been super diplomatic uh, because I do have to work with them tomorrow. Wait for the book. <laughs> Wait for the book, yeah. Where the names will not be changed to protect the not-so-innocent. Exactly. <laughs> oh, um, and something that we didn't really get to at all, Jacques has messaged again to say, and he's a mean cage fighter. <laughs> We've also seen proof of that along the way, which which is a yeah. nice a, a nice threat to be able to level against your colleagues. Because I mean, like mess with me, and I'll, I'll pin you up against the wall. Yes, but you know what? That was that was <laughs> one of those HR bucket things. Lists. <laughs> yeah, there's the HR thing. That was very much just a. It was something I needed to tick off my my bucket list, and um, I'm, I'm by no means any good. Uh. It was just something I wanted to do, and I was passionate about it. And um, yeah, I love the sport. Cool. Yeah. Thanks again for popping in. Uh, we will catch you on the morning show or the breakfast show tomorrow awesome when it'll be time for feel good summer that's it see you then your digital library experience podcasts from algoafm.co.za